Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is Extreme Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced, it cannot be stopped, and it is the only free voice left in the geek revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is the dazzling duo, Derek and myself, Mike. How you doing? Just Ducky. Ducky, sir. Now, would sure. that be <laughs> Duckwing Duck, Howard the Duck, Launchpad, <laughs> Scrooge, Donald? I'm going to go with Gizmo. Okay. Right, I was going to go Ducky from uh, Pretty in Pink. <laughs> sure, that'll work. <laughs> with Drawn Choir. <laughs> so, um, I guess let's knock the business stuff out of the way. Follow us on Twitter at Weeby Geeks, on Instagram at Weeby Geeks, our Facebook page or group actually, facebook.com forward slash groups. That's with an S forward slash Weeby Geeks. Check out the homepage where you could get a link to our merch store for baseball jerseys, hockey jerseys, sweatshirts, t shirts, hats. Our affiliates, leave us a voicemail on SpeakPipe, and I think I'm done. Oh, email, weebegeeks at weebegeeks.net. Done. <laughs> <laughs> um, interesting Don't week. Email. Yes, it has been. So, the day before we are recording, we got the trailer for Miss Marvel. Which oh, I you- missed it. <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> well, that concludes another episode of Weepy Geeks. <laughs> uh, how could I possibly have missed it? Uh, I'm going to break it down over our Mighty Marvel Geeks tomorrow night with uh, Eric and Kylan. Or this week, <laughs> tomorrow night as I'm talking to Derek as we're recording, but this week on, on the show. Um, but I'm just going to ask, how many times did you see it? Uh, a couple times. Initial opinion? Uh, I liked it. I was pretty excited about it. Okay. I'm looking forward to seeing the movie. I am too. Uh, I'm just going to ask, is there a subliminal message in the beginning? Subliminal message? She comes so. She comes crashing through Blockbuster video. <laughs> Are they hoping it's going to be a Blockbuster? Maybe. So, I don't know. Well, that, you know it will be, but. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I've seen some people go, I'm not a, I haven't been a big fan of superhero movies or, or even the Marvel films. Like, okay. But I, I'm a real awesome fan and I can't wait for this movie. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Uh, whatever floats your boat. Hey, if that helps it, uh, do well at the box office, then, uh, I'm all for it. Yep. Oh, I think it's going to do well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. I have no doubt there. Question's going to be, are we going to get Secret Invasion from this? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save some of this for <laughs> Unless you want to throw your two cents in now. Uh, I'll just say, uh, I hope so. At least some part of it. And uh, I can't wait to see the movie. Yeah. Cannot wait either. But this seems interesting. Uh, Cassandra Amell 
apparently Stephen Amell's wife is joining Arrowverse in the crossover as Nora Freeze. Yeah, that that's the part that interested me. Uh, it would appear as though Batwoman will not only be the only character crossing over, uh, we will also be treated to Miss Mrs. Victor Freeze, a.k.a. Nora Freeze, um, who, of course, many know as Mr. Freeze for with Batman. Uh, Nora first appeared in Batman the Animated Series before appearing in... The really bad Batman and Robin. <laughs> um, wait, was that no? What was the last one? Was that Batman the Forever? Last, no, there was Batman. Yeah, Batman Returns. Yeah, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Okay, it just seemed awkward. Batman and Robin, yet they had Batgirl in there as well. Yes. Um, oh, it was awkward. <laughs> it was a bit nipply. <laughs> um, now, technically, in the animated series, um, free Victor Freeze cry- cryogenically freezes her. Um, but when she is essentially murdered because was it Ivy breaks the breaks the case mm. that she was kept in? Is that who it was? I don't remember. Uh, it's been so I long since really I've seen that, that uh, those episodes. Um, Freeze was driven mad and was set out for his quest for revenge. Um, of course, Steven posts on Twitter. It's a picture of, it's a video clip of her, of Nora Freeze in the, in the chamber. Hmm. So it's a little gif of that. Um, uh, no details regarding her role in the crossover, uh, aside from the character name. Um, but this is been real exciting to hear. Uh, it was really cool when Natalia Ritchie, wife of Robbie Amell, joined the Arrowverse because uh, she was absolutely phenomenal in her role, uh, just as it's going to be to see Cassandra alongside Steven. So uh, we're not going to see any of this until December, though, starting around December 9th. Right. So going from one Gotham to another. I like that. So it could almost be a song, mm-hmm. too. One Gotham to another. another. (laughs) They're going to get you. Going to get you, get you, get you, get you. One Gotham. (laughs) Okay, I'll stop now. (laughs) Before the hate mail comes in. Are, are you finished? I think are you, so. Are you done? Okay. I, I think so. It, it, uh, okay. <laughs> Arr. Uh, yeah, so uh, this year is going to mark the fifth and final season of the show Gotham, a show that Mike is going to miss very much. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> um, and this year, uh, this final season is going to start off with uh, just about everybody stranded in a violent uprising in Gotham known as No Man's Land, uh, which will leave them all in grave danger. And of course, No Man's Land, uh, Batman fans will remember, was a big storyline of oh, a couple years ago. Actually, I don't even remember. I don't remember how long ago it was. Anyway. Um, it looks like being stuck in No Man's Land could be very deadly for some people. In fact, according to one of the show's recurring actors, Andrew Sellen, who plays Mr. Penn, no one is safe in this new iteration of Gotham City. He goes on to say, if you thought Gotham was a tough town before, you ain't seen nothing yet. 
No man's land is literally a war zone and absolutely no one is safe. There's danger and potentially death around every corner. But somehow out of all the anarchy and violence, a couple of heroes are rising. So uh, even though the show is coming to an end, Selen made it clear that everyone is still having a blast on set. Even though it's a little bittersweet, as it always is towards the end. Uh, the cast and crew are still enjoying working alongside one another. To which the actor said, The vibe on set continues to be amazing, if bittersweet. We're all going to miss being together big time, but we're cherishing every wacky moment. I've been on a lot of sets. This one remains extraordinary for its commitment to the vision and its close-knit family vibe. What an amazing family we live in. Despite having our season shortened. Oh, that's right. It's a shorter season. Yeah. Everyone is is there delivering 150% to give Gotham's fans, uh, all two of us, the insanely high quality they've come to expect. Fans won't be disappointed. Every show has to end sometime. And if anything, the cast and crew have bonded that much more in our determination to send Gotham out in the style it deserves. So there you go. Sounds, sounds like they could uh, maybe they'll be pulling out all the stops for this final season and just and just going full crazy. You so crazy. Could be fun. Very well, could be. Well, uh, here's some more fun. Loki, yes, this is a very interesting story. Loki, Scarlet Witch, other Marvel heroes to get own TV series on Disney Play. You don't say. I do. Oh, wait. I don't. I do. You don't. You do. Okay. Um, Disney is enlisting Earth's Mightiest Heroes, and maybe some that are not on Earth, uh, as the company prepares to launch its streaming service, Disney Play. Uh, of course, the, the entertainment giant uh, is in early development on an ambitious plan for a number of limited series centered on popular characters from the MCU. These will most likely include Loki and the Scarlet Witch, along with other beloved superheroes who have yet to appear in their own standalone films. Black Widow? Mm. Hawkeye? Mm. That could be interesting. Hawkeye as Ronan? Mm. Very interesting indeed. Since we might see him as Ronan in Avengers 4? Mm. Ooh, that, yeah, that could be interesting. Which then we can bring in Kate Bishop. <laughs> um, at the moment, Marvel and Disney have no comment. Of course not. Um, now, it'd be kind of cool uh, to, to see these pop up. But the thing is, sources are close to the production are, are staying very hush-hush. Um, Naturally. Of course, the, the budgets are, are expected to be hefty, rivaling those of a major studio production. Well, <laughs> can it, it, and John Favreau goes, uh, yeah, and what's your point? <laughs> uh, each series is expected to include six to eight episodes. Uh, Marvel Studios will produce the shows with Kevin Feige, um, the all-knowing guru of all things MCU, expected to take a hands-on role in their development, which I think is interesting. Yes, that is very going interesting. that is going to Marvel Studios and not Marvel Entertainment, mm. which is where Agents of Shield's been, which is where Agent Carter was. Mm. So um, now the pricey gamble with one of the crown jewels of the Disney film empire is a sign of how the company ha how much the company has riding on its uh, streaming platform. Um, 
because as companies such as Netflix and Amazon continue to grow their user base, Disney's trying to find a way to establish a toehold in the streaming revolution, thus upending Hollywood. The company has kept the details uh, very close to the to the vest. Um, Beyond saying that it will li- likely cost less than Netflix and will launch some point in late 2019. So um, Disney's already started to unwind its licensing deals in order to put as much premium content on the platform, uh, which could lead to why something else has ha- um was announced what, today or yesterday uh, within the last it has been announced this week. Um, but the company has also announced another a bunch of other high profile budgets, including the Favreau Star Wars series that we just talked about briefly, uh, a mm-hmm. show based around high school and the musical and a live action Lady in the Tramp film. So, and then, of course, the company plans to offer several new releases when it launches, including Dumbo and Captain Marvel. So I would say probably expect Mary Poppins to be there as well. The new Mary Poppins film. Um, the Marvel series are, oh, right. um, of course, the Marvel series is uh, it's early in development and writers have yet to be attached. Um, but, you know, D- Disney has been active with shows that include Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Daredevil. But sources say those will stay under the Marvel TV banner with a limited series set under Marvel Studios. Storylines for each series will be teased out, but the Disney but Disney appears to be holding back some significant firepower. When all said when all is said and done, the Avengers could be streaming the Avengers shows could be streaming the streaming service's most ambitious projects uh, in both terms of their scope and budget. That's for sure. At this point in time Except for the anything live action should no longer be under Marvel Entertainment control. Let Marvel Entertainment stay the comics and the animated series. Mm. All the animated series. Let everything else go over to Marvel Studios live action wise. Yeah. That's the way I see it. Mm. So I'm kind of surprised that you would think that's what they would do. Yeah. Yep. So, um, but there's more. Indeed, there is. And before I get on with that, I just want to say this: the page that I'm on for this story, they are showing the Captain Marvel trailer. <laughs> <laughs> You're hooked. Yep. So. Um, Slap to the face. Of, yeah. uh, speaking of Captain Marvel and female-led series, uh, there have been multiple sources reporting that there's a new hour-long Marvel series in the works at ABC from Alan Heinberg, who wrote Wonder Woman. And it's apparently it's expected to focus on an all-female team of heroes. Uh, of course, uh, this follows the this followed the news that you just talked about right about the streaming service but this is going to be on abc could this be the is, would this be potentially a force well that's uh, <clears throat> there's no actual details on the show yet but there's some speculation it could possibly be a force which is a book that i used to read i enjoyed or there's talk of the lady liberators or perhaps something entirely new altogether. And this also comes out after the rumors and talk of them doing an all-female Avengers-type movie. Right. So instead, perhaps this is what they're going to do. Which Brie Lawson says she wants to do big time. Yes. 
Um, my only thing about that is uh, I want She-Hulk. I want She-Hulk. She wants <laughs> so that you means too. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> she will break me. Um, so that means if they were to do it in a, if they were to do the female Avengers type movie, I would want her in that. Or perhaps in this show, I want She-Hulk. She's one of my favorite characters, and I want to see She-Hulk. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah, I kind of hope they do a force. That would be cool. This would be the ideal time to do it. Definitely, yeah. The only the only odd thing for me, the only that kind of strikes me as odd is that it's going to be on ABC. Which, yeah. well, if it's with uh, Shalonda Rhimes mm. doing it, then okay, mm. well. it might be successful. Mm. But but it might but it might not be something I want to watch. But I still say let her tackle She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a great character for her to have. Does she even would she even want to have anything to do with any superheroes? I don't know, but you, but with that one, I would have no problems if she made She-Hulk black or Hispanic or eh, sure a minority character of some sort. Although, well, I, I'm just gonna yeah, say you, I'm just I'm just gonna say it. Green lives matter. <laughs> Well, it might not even matter that much because she she is uh, Bruce Banner's cousin, right. so that could still you could still do you could still do like a Latina or you, you or could, you could still African hit American. you could still hit any race. Yeah, it could because they're cousins. That could still be you know very much so. Yeah, but anyway, well, at the very least, they should. If this is going to be an entire team of female characters, they could definitely mix it up. Yeah, depending on which characters they use. Do you bring in uh, Khan for Miss Marvel? Uh, I don't see why not. Could. I don't see why not. Well, my only thought is she she's a little on the young side, but that could still work. So mm, true. Well, yeah. Do we do yeah. we do we bring in potentially Kate Bishop or mm, that could be interesting or or Gwen Stacy, aka Gwynpool? No. Why not? Because I don't like Gwynpool. Well, <laughs> you talking about Gwynpool or Spider Gwen? Ghost Spider. Zoe hates the fact that they're going to Ghost Spider. (laughs) No, she's always going to be Spider Gwen to me. Wow. My daughter's becoming a little elitist. (laughs) (laughs) And she's only eight. I don't know. I don't know if they should bring her in because of the whole other dimension thing. It might be a little too much. I don't know. But you... I don't know. My thought is if you get rid of that dimension aspect, it could be something. Yeah, but then it gets weird, like with Miles Morales, who's now in the 616, but... Oh, so is Spider-Gwen. Yeah, but what I'm saying is with Miles, they they technically got rid of the Ultimate Universe, so it's like... And they never really... I don't know. Exactly. It gets all complicated. (laughs) If you really think about Miles Morales, you're like, well, where did he come from if... Yeah. But I still love Miles Morales, but anyway... But but it almost feels like too that they are taking um, they're taking Morales and, and retelling the uh, the backstory with the new Spider Man Spider Verse film. 
Yeah, maybe. But then the other thing with with the Spider Gwen is if you take away her the alternate universe thing doesn't I mean do you take away a big chunk of who she is when you do that with, with Gwenpool? No, yeah. with Spider Gwen. Uh, sort of, but no, I don't know. I, I just don't know. Mm. Could be interesting though. We'll have to see what happens with yeah. that. Well, here, here's something else that's interesting. Netflix kills Defenders season two. Mm. Um, of course, you know, it came out last year, uh, 2017. Uh, but since then, the next with the next phase of releases, we've had Luke, uh, what, Iron Fist, uh, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones. Uh, so now all of them have caught up with Daredevil was season two. Uh, Punisher is the only one missing from that. Um but um, the the thing that's been funny is the Defenders page on Twitter has been changed to say NX, and it's NX on Netflix. Yeah, I've noticed that. Um, and, of course, there was the announcement, a page you like, Defenders, changed its name to NX. Uh, now, NX is the streaming service's new geek-friendly division of genre content. Going from superheroes to sci-fi, anime, and everything in between. Uh, well, and then launching the NX brand across all of its relevant platforms and social media links. Netflix has made it a quiet yet significant change. Um, so that's a pretty big indicator that Netflix is done with the Defenders. Um, and uh, the implication is that the Defenders IP is no longer something Netflix wants to pursue. Um, for one thing, the Defenders miniseries event was treated as a was never treated as a full series. So there was never a prerequisite for season two to happen. Uh, right. Ironically, Defenders also had the lowest premiere viewership of any of the Marvel shows. Um, so that was like one one big event that was just kind of fell flat. Um, I think um, now most the most obvious change could be making the next Netflix crossover series be Heroes for Hire slash Daughters of the Dragon spinoff. That I'd like to see. Which you've, I know you've heard us talk about over on Mighty Marvel Geeks. Mm-hmm. Screw doing Luke Cage season three, Iron Fist season three. At this point in time, just bring the two together and make it a Heroes for Hire series. Yeah, I could go for that. And if you do that, then go ahead and bring in Jessica Jones. Mm, sure. Especially if we're going to get to the point of um, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones having more of a relationship. Oh, now oh. you're talking. Um, so, yeah, the the Netflix universe is actually a perfect place to pull off a Heroes for Hire storyline, which they could get it done before uh, Disney Play comes into effect um, and before they just shut it down completely. Um, the other, the other thing is too. Um, you know, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist have seen some major shifts. Jessica is more open to being of a, more of a team player. Danny has found his own path as a crime fighter. Misty could take her promotion to the captain of the Harlem Precinct or go the vigilante route. Uh, Colleen has inherited the Iron Fist and is using it to in creative new ways to maintain peace in Chinatown. Uh, the only wrinkle would 
would be having Luke Cage as the new crime lord of Harlem. But that could be a great twist if Hero for Hire begins with Luke as the villain before he comes back around to be a hero for hire again. So uh, Daredevil Season 3 is expected to premiere this fall uh, of 2018, while Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and Iron Fist are already out. So interesting how it's a 3 to to 2 split with the... uh, DC to Marvel TV coverage. No, oh, yeah. so interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. or or if you look at it as actual straight TV, it's a two to one win for DC with Marvel dominating the streaming side. <laughs> so it's just how you look at it. Uh, for one, um, other than that, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Sorry, just an excuse to play that drop. <laughs> so, as this game is about to stop. Ah, I see what uh, you did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's move into some gaming news, shall we? Now, of course, uh, everybody probably will recall the release, uh, Nintendo's release of the... NES Classic, and which sold out immediately and was very hard to find for a very long time. And then they followed it up with the SNES Classic. Um, well, guess what, folks? Now PlayStation wants to get in on the game. Uh, and Sony, that's right, they are actually coming out with a PlayStation Classic, which is going to be a miniature version of the original PlayStation uh, and if you look, if you look at the pictures online, it's so cute. It's a cute little place, mini PlayStation. It looks so cute. Oh, it's adorable. It's so fluffy, I can die. Oh wait, never mind. <laughs> so the PlayStation Classic is going to sell for a hundred bucks, which is a little bit pricier than the, the Nintendo uh, prices. Um, however, it comes with two controllers, a virtual memory card, and twenty built-in games. Wow. Yeah, uh, yes. Uh they've only they've only released 5 of the games so far. Uh and those what the ones they've talked about so far are Final Fantasy 7, which is one of the biggest games uh in video game history. Yep. Uh uh, Tekken 3, which I used to love the Tekken series. Ridge 4, Ridge Racer Type 4. In uh, these next two games, I actually am very excited about Jumping Flash, which is a game I used to love on the PlayStation. And Wild Arms, which is uh, a, uh, another RPG that I used to love, absolutely love. Uh, and of course, there will be more announced as there's still 15 games left. So, uh, of course, you know, everybody has their speculations on what other games could be in there. Uh, perhaps Metal Gear Solid, uh, Spyro the Dragon, a Resident Evil or Resident Evil 2, maybe a Tony Hawk Pro Skater. I used to love those games. How about, How about Silent Hill? That's Nintendo. Uh, is it? <laughs> yes. Uh, or Crash Bandicoot, perhaps, even though they just released a remastered version of the Crash Bandicoot games. Um, so, of course, uh, I loved my PlayStation back in the day. Uh, you know, we're on, I now have a PlayStation 4, so we're on the fourth generation of the PlayStation. Uh, and this is kind of cool. It'd be kind of cool to go back and play some of these games again. Hopefully, they'll have a better... Um, 
strategy than Nintendo had with their with their classics that ended up making the NES classic very hard to find. Right. Uh, oh, Oddworld. This is another game that I'd love to see come back. Yeah. Um, so the there's a release. Uh, there's a video on PlayStation that will show you the PlayStation and all its features. Uh, it even has, uh, of course, HDMI uh, port, so you can, even though you know, I don't know how the games will look in high def, but anyway. <laughs> Uh, um, so if you if you look it up online, you can see the video that tells you all the features. And the PlayStation Classic will be arriving on December 3rd of this year. So there you go. Oh, cool. I'm very curious to see what the other 15 games will be. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Warhawk. They got to release Warhawk. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> see, I don't know much of the games from uh, the original PlayStation, but I do know. Remember when we had the our, the guest Charlie Keto on the show? I most certainly do. He, I, was, he was actually a lot of fun to talk to. I almost feel like when we inquired about a sequel, there was more there than we were let on. I kind of got that feeling, too. Well, according to comicbook.com, killer clowns from outer space, creators tease something absolutely happening in franchise's future. Which made me wonder, why are they getting a haunted house at Universal's Halloween Horror Nights, at least here in Orlando? Mm. Yeah, it's very interesting. So, uh, the absurd blend of humor and horror found in Killer Clowns from Outer Space has developed uh, the film a passionate following, with fans hoping to see a continuation, which we've said we wanted to see a continuation. During a recent convention appearance, creators the Keto Brothers tease that there is a revived interest in the property, which could lead to delivering fans the continued adventures of the film. I want to hope we were a part of that movement. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> um, I, I used to say, don't hold your breath, but things are happening, have been happening right now. I would say you can hold your breath now. The filmmaker shared at Son of Monster Palooza. Uh, the success of it recently has kind of educated some people of the world in the industry that clowns are cool. Clowns are scary. They're looking at horror properties now more than more seriously than ever. I could say something will be happening with killer clowns from outer space in the near future. Absolutely. Again, I think people in Hollywood were listening to us and listening to that interview. Because, That's what I'm going with. Because we were pretty sincere about it. <laughs> so, uh, in the original film uh, from 98, uh, you had Mike and Debbie see a comet crash outside their sleepy, small little town. Uh, they investigate and discover a pack of murderous aliens who look very much like circus clowns. Um, I'm not going to spoil it from there. Even though the film came out in 88, 30 years ago. Um it's unclear what form a follow-up story would take, uh, though they have long discussed their desires to make the adventurous the adventures continue for multiple films. Um, of course, they've been saying we've been working on a sequel since the day after we made Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Uh, we have tons of ideas on different directions it could take, says Stephen Kito or Kyoto, uh, shared with as he shared with the Odd podcast back in 2016. Obviously, I need to. F- find the author of this story and send them our interview with Charlie. Mm. Um, so, uh, so yeah, uh, another indicator of the film's popularity, as I said, was the fans could head to Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios Orlando to enjoy an experience featuring the characters from the film. So there. 
Well, let's hope uh, let's hope that comes to fruition. So that's what we've got. And I'm sitting here looking, going, I I think I need to pass share share our uh, interview with a couple of these people who've done stories. Mm. Oh my God! Universal Studios has the Killer Clowns car or the truck. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, how freaking cool. And there's one whole section where they made the buildings look like circus tents, <laughs> with, which is light with light coloring. All right. Yeah, this is cool. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, let us move on from clowns to jokers. Ah. Uh, uh, so any of you faithful listeners that have listened to me and Chris on Keepers of the Fringe may have heard us talk a little bit about the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie. Never heard of it. Yeah. I mean, the podcast, uh, not the movie. Yeah, well, <laughs> you, you might wish you hadn't heard the movie either. <laughs> oh, Did you, I don't know. We have, we, I don't know. We have mixed feelings about it. I, I haven't, but mowed, anyway, I haven't mowed yet this week, so I haven't heard the latest. Oh, hey, well, when you do, uh, keep your ears open for our little shout out to you. Okay. As I'm mowing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, so, of course, uh, Warner Brothers has now officially announced the full cast and crew of the movie that's being directed by Tob- Todd Phillips and, of course, stars Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. And if this is if that hasn't excited you, just wait. There's more. Uh, so <laughs> there was there was a thing where Alec Baldwin was going to come in and play the role of Thomas Wayne, but that seemed to be that seemed to change overnight, and he was out. And instead, we're going to have Brett Cullen as Thomas Wayne. Uh, the film does not yet have an official rating, of course. But uh, going by the script, uh, it has a lot of intense moments and violence. Uh, so most likely it's going to be an R-rated film, which I guess makes as much sense as any of this does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, it seems like there might be an appearance by a very young Bruce Wayne years prior to becoming Batman. Oh, so it's it's Gotham. Um, now we have new to the team is Bradley Cooper as a producer, uh, and it has been officially confirmed that Robert De Niro is joining the cast as a talk show host. So here's the official press release. Get ready for this ride, folks. Principal photography has begun on Warner Brothers Pictures Joker, starring Oscar nominee Joaquin Phoenix in the title role, alongside Oscar winner Robert De Niro, and directed, produced, and co-written by Oscar nominee Todd Phillips. So a lot of uh, Oscar contenders in here, and yet... I'm not thrilled about this movie. Joker centers around the iconic arch nemesis and is an original standalone story not seen before on the big screen. Phillips's exploration of Arthur Fleck, who Arthur Fleck, which is apparently going to be the Joker's name before he becomes a Joker. Yeah. A man disregarded by society is not only a gritty character study, but also a broader cautionary tale. The film also stars Zazie Beetz. 
Bill Camp, Francis Conroy, Brett Cullen, Glenn Fleschler, Douglas Hodge, Mark Marin, uh, who is, I believe, is going to be playing the uh, producer or something of the talk show that Robert De Niro is going to be the host of. Okay. Uh, Josh Josh Pays and Shay Wingham. So there's a list of the cat uh, the cast. Um, so the press release goes on to say Phillips of the Hangover Trilogy mm. directs from a screenplay he co-wrote with writer Scott Silver of The Fighter based on characters from DC. The film is being produced by Phillips and Bradley Cooper under their joint effort, joint effort banner and Emma Tillinger Koskoff. It is executive produced by Richard Barada, Joseph Gardner and Bruce Berman. Uh, and then talks a little bit more about the crew, blah, blah, blah. Uh, oh, Oscar winning costume designer, Mark Bridges. So there's a lot of like, oddly enough, there's a lot of talent in this movie, but it's a movie about the Joker The that's going to tell the origin of the Joker, which I'm not thrilled about. And it's not going to be a part of the DCEU at all. It's going to be an entirely separate movie on its own, which is also confusing. Well, at this point in time, what is a part of the DCEU? That is a good point. That is a good point. So, of course, Joker is set for release October 4th, 2019. And it will be distributed by Warner Brothers Pictures. So, there you have it, folks. And they released the picture of Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> and they they kind of did like what Captain Marvel did last week, where they made it seem like it was going to be this big, exciting thing, and then they released pictures. Yeah. Well, they released they released a picture of Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker, but not as the Joker, as the character who will become the Joker. So it's just a picture of Joaquin Phoenix looking like he's kind of drunk. <laughs> <laughs> drunk Joker. <laughs> so there you have it, folks. Uh, you know, take whatever you want from that, but that's happening. That's a thing. Yeah. Well, you you remember shortly after um was short shortly after Conan won the Conan films, we got Brigitte Nielsen as Red Sonia. Uh, yes, I do. And, and everyone's going, "Oh my God, Conan's in Red Sonia!" Oh no, that wasn't Conan. There, I don't think it was officially ever announced. It was not. No. Um, it well, was Arnold. It was Arnold. Yeah, looking. Looking like his Conan role, but um, apparently Millennium Media will produce a new Red Sonia movie, and they've tapped Brian Singer to direct it. That's interesting. That is scary. Mm. I would be more concerned if they said Zack Snyder <laughs> or Michael Flay. I mean Michael Bay. <laughs> I'm um, surprised they're not doing Michael Bay. But then again, you know, Singer was fired mid-production from the upcoming Queen biopic, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, was he? I didn't even know yeah. that. Uh, no. Amid reports of erratic behavior and, no, and not showing up for work. Um, so uh, Millennium appears willing to give Singer a, a chance. Excuse me. But one cannot help but wonder what Michelle McLaren and her Game of Thrones experience could have brought to this project instead. Mm. Um, 
Ashley Edward Miller, uh, who wrote, um, who was involved with X-Men First Class and Thor, is writing the screenplay. Um, and, of course, uh, she said, it's an exciting opportunity to faithfully adapt the amazing Hyborian world of Robert E. Howard created, uh, that, that he had created, and inject it with Sonya's intelligence, ferocity, and fearless humanity. Um, so... Uh, he goes, he, he continues on. I want people to love Sonya the way I love her and walk out of the theater understanding why she's so popular and so enduring. Mm. Sonya is an icon. Well, I kind of want to say a lot of people who, who really don't know the character, the reason why they love her is the cosplay at conventions and how everyone keeps seeing the cosplay pop up on the Internet. I do not know to what you are referring. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, uh, the character currently calls Dynamite Comics home. Uh, many of which, uh, many of the issues have always been penned, uh, has been penned by Gail Simone. Uh, maybe, mm. maybe the movie will take some inspiration from those. We can only hope. So, so yeah. Red Sonia's got an angel looking down at her. Charlie, be thy name. Hopefully, bring this to to fruition. That was cute, wasn't? <laughs> so, thought you might like it. In, in this age of constant, unending, unimaginative reboots, we are getting another reboot of Charlie's Angels. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and one bright note about that is that they recently have cast none other than Patrick Stewart to play Bosley in the reboot. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Stewart is in final negotiations uh, to play to play the role of Bosley, who is uh, the boss, I guess, kind of, of the, well, I don't know what you would call him exactly. He, he's um, almost a, the go-between. Yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. Um, so, of course, this film is going to be directed by Elizabeth Banks, which that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, but there's a twist in this version in which Elizabeth Banks will not only direct the film, but will also be playing Bosley at some point. So, yes, there are going to be at least two Bosleys, Patrick Stewart and Elizabeth Banks. Interesting. In, mm, quite. Um, so, of course, Bosley has always been a major part of the Charlie's Angels story. Uh, and has always acted as the face of the detective agency's mysterious owner, Charlie Townsend, hence the Charlie's Angels. <laughs> uh, interestingly enough, there's been uh, quite a few actors now that have taken on the role of Bosley, almost as many as have played Batman. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and, of course, that it's kind of made it clear that Bosley is more of a mantle role than an actual name. Uh, so David Doyle portrayed the role in the original Charlie's Angels TV show that aired from 76 to 81. And then in 2000, the big screen reboot starred Bill Murray as Bosley. And then in the sequel, 2003's Full Throttle, he was replaced by Bernie Mac. Now... Here's some more great news. The This new reboot is going to star uh, 
Naomi Scott, newcomer Ella Ella Balinska, and Kristen Stewart as the Angels. Interesting. Uh, Kristen Stewart. Yes. Uh. (laughs) That's why I saved her for last. So maybe Charlie will uh, sparkle. Um, so in this version of the story, the Townsend Agency is going to be a global security and intelligence service that has teams installed all around the globe. So that could that could help to explain why perhaps there are more than one Bosley. Uh, maybe Patrick Stewart will play Bosley in England or something. Uh, and the Charlie's Angels reboot is set to hit theaters. On September 27th, 2019. So about a year from now. A little over for a year from now. Yeah. Well, Naomi Scott played the pink Power Ranger in the latest Power Ranger movie. Oh, interesting. I am checking more on Ella. Uh, what, what has she done? Not She's done some TV stuff over in England. That's well, about it. Does it. Say she, did say she was a newcomer, so. Yeah. And then we got Kristen Stewart. Well. <laughs> and then we got Kristen Stewart. If you really want to know her history. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> just ask her co-star. Uh, what's his name that was dating her? Oh. Uh, I don't remember. See, outside of uh, Twilight. Okay, she did Snow White and the Huntsman while she was doing Twilight. She was, oh, yeah. She played Joan Jett in The Runaways. Oh, yeah. Um, before Twilight, she was in Zathira, A Space Adventure. Catch That Kid. <laughs> um, she was the ring toss girl in The Flintstones, Viva Rock Vegas. As, <laughs> and she was uncredited. But speaking of Power Rangers, how about this? Um Fans got to meet the main rangers of Power Rangers Beast Morphers at Power Morphicon. And now Hasbro has revealed the supporting cast for the anticipated show. Joining uh, the new cast will join Rory Travis as the Red Ranger, Jacqueline Soslowski as the Yellow Ranger, and Jasmine Budwala as the Blue Ranger. Um, And while we're not sure if there any of them are gold and silver, um, but there's a best bet that they're there as well. Uh, the new cast includes Abraham Rodriguez, Colby Strong, Cosme Flores, Christina Ho, and Liana Ramirez. So, um, so yeah, we have a new new show coming to Netflix. Oh, is that- I mean, not Netflix to uh, Nickelodeon? Sorry. Ah. Um. So yeah, uh, Beast Morphers will be adapted from the series. To Tukumi Sente Go Busters, which is in its 36th season of Super Sentai, while the latest season of Power Rangers Ninja, Ninja Steel was actually based on the 39th season Shuruken Sentai Ninager. Beast, Mor- sure. Beast Morphers launches sometime in 2019. Hard to believe that started, what, 90, 91, 92? Yeah, 92, like 93, something like that. Mm. So, can't believe it's been around that long. Mm, I know. So, um, you got anything else? Uh, actually, I just saw one quick little thing here. Um, so, uh, the game Marvel Future Fight. Yeah. You've played that, right? I do play it. 
Um, so there's a new update out, um, and it looks like they're going to have characters from uh, the uh, Infinity Wars uh, comic that's out now, the miniseries. They have the uh, I don't know if you know about the Infinity Warps, where they're having the com- they're combining heroes. Yeah. Uh, well, it looks like those characters are going to be in the game, like the uh, Ghost Panther Ghost. and the uh, Yeah, I forgot. Um, I see them pop up all the time when I do the game startup. Yeah. Uh, the Arachnite and all the others. So that's kind of interesting. That'd yeah. Kind of fun. Um, there was another one. There's been quite a few. Ghost Panther looks killer, man. Yeah. Um, and that's a really cool idea. So I'm waiting for the game to pop up. Problem is, with the majority of them, you have there's a rack night. Yeah, uh, go here. Okay, trying to see if I can get one of the other characters Ghost Panther, Iron Hammer, uh, Weapon Hex. Oh, yeah, yeah, Weapon Hex is cool. Yeah, um, then there's a new Quicksilver costume. Yeah, yeah, new Agent Venom costume, and so on. So I liked Agent Venom. I was kind of, I'm kind of sad that they changed him back to Eddie Brock Venom. Yeah, I'd rather have had the Agent Venom movie instead of Venom. Yeah, that would have been cool. But what do we know? <laughs> so uh, that wraps it up, right? Uh, yeah, that's, uh, looks like all I've got. Wow. Not bad show for this week. Yeah. So if that's going to wrap it up, then there's only one thing we got left to ask. Want to know more? So, um... The bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production. Some people say I look like Dan Aykroyd. <laughs>